You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. Kate Abbott. How do And we've got another friend here today, mm. one of Kindred Spirits trainers, Melissa Duffy. Hello. <laughs> And today we're going to be talking about agility, having fun with your dog. And we've talked about this before, but but this particular podcast was the result of Kate and Walter attending their first agility competition. And Melissa went to help and watch. And so we'll, we'll hear some of their likes and dislikes and encouragement or discouragement or whatever was the result from that. Petra and I didn't get to go with them, so... We're, we're going to kind of listen and see what happened. So stay tuned. We'll let our sponsors have a word, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call, and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best. B-E-S-T. Hi everybody, I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling out in the world trips or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. 
Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. So, Kate, what happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> it was quite the weekend. It was a three-day show, and I didn't go on Saturday because I was here teaching classes. But it went on Friday and Sunday. I learned a number of things. First of all, we did. Walter and I had fun. Good. That's the whole idea. And I was pleased with our performance. Mm -hmm. And And I think that emphasis we need to emphasize even more. Performance dog sports are not just about the dog. That's right. It's all about the teamwork. Yep. You know, he did great. Uh, Melissa was great to go along and videotape so that I could... We need to see that one time. That's a YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute here. (laughs) We've got DVD player and bring it Saturday. (laughs) It does make for some interesting videos. I'm sure there's some blackmail in there somewhere. (laughs) Yes, so watching it, it was both, as I cringed, watching myself and going, oh, that's no wonder he missed that tunnel. I didn't give him the right cue. Me, I'd be going, gosh, my butt's big from behind. (laughs) I don't have that video. (laughs) Actually, one of my favorite moments on the video was telling Walter to go out to a certain tunnel, and he's moving away from me. And even from behind, I could tell the moment that he saw Melissa on the outside of the ring. That's the camera. With the camera. (laughs) (laughs) You just see him going canter, canter towards the tunnel and then go, oh, hi, it's a friend. (laughs) And he stares directly at the camera and his tail wags even more. (laughs) It was cute. It wasn't a fault or anything. couple of seconds. We weren't worried that much about the time. All just... videos after that are from 200 feet away. <laughs> In fact, one of them starts with, now remember, you're saying to yourself, stand further back. <laughs> That's great. But um, So I did learn from myself that I'm not that competitive. When doing the walkthroughs, the very serious, dedicated people doing the what I call the Tai Chi moves with their invisible dog, planning their course and how they're going to give cues. I got run over by them, so I just kind of stood back and <laughs> made sure I knew where the numbers were. And um, I think most people know about the agility. You take your dog around a course, and there's tunnels and jumps and hurdles and things. And there's different types of classes with different setups. Yeah, and I've just been doing it for fun and for the bonding and something new to teach. And it's been, I've really been amazed at how much more I have learned about how much my body speaks to my dog more than what my mouth says. Yeah, very true. So that has been just wonderful I know, education. Afterwards, you said your body spoke to you going, oh, oh my yes. God, I'm so <laughs> tired. <laughs> and my brain was tired. <laughs> Because it you know, turned out one of my big fears was I was going to forget what was next on the course. Yes. I, oh, oh, yeah. If Bashir and I ever did it, I would have to teach him to count and to read the numbers on the yeah. placards. Yeah. And I'm sure he could. There are probably <laughs> about 16 obstacles. per. It was a large field, so you've got to run around from one obstacle to the other. And some of them are the same the same obstacle, but it may be number three and number seven, but from the other end. Yeah. Anyway, it was like... I was sure I was going to send my dog the wrong way and cost us a problem. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with competitive agility, 
when the course is set up, whoever designs the course, and I'm not quite sure how, maybe you know, they come up with the time needed to run the course at an easy pace. So that's the standard. And if you run, at, and I think of it as golf terms, so that's par. If you run at that time or below, then you qualify on that run. So that's the big deal. I mean, you can also get place, win first, second, third, fourth, within whoever's there. But the uh, big deal is to get a cue to qualify by beating the clock. Right. And you accumulate cue points. For titles. Which I never paid a whole lot of attention to because I didn't really care. But it was certainly a big subject um, <laughs> at the meet. Did you cue yet this weekend? How many cues did you get? Oh, and at the very last run on Sunday, the the judge is going last chance to queue for the weekend. You know, so in a competitive event, people paid attention to that. Each sport has its own language. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm going, I just came here to have fun, folks. (laughs) But oh, I got a queue. Okay, is that good? (laughs) Sort of thing. So, oh, and, I, and it is mentally exhausting for the handler. I also became very aware of why uh, Liz is not that fond of going to such dog events. Because here at Kindred Spirits, if a dog is misbehaving, then I feel completely empowered to go over there and talk to the owner handler and talk to them about how this behavior could be adjusted. Right. But um, I had to keep reminding myself that weekend, this is not my venue. I am away. not in charge. Just walk away. <laughs> yes. Turn around. Turn around and walk walk away. Away. Don't say anything about the dogs barking in their crates. Can't leave it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make the blood pressure go up a little bit. You know, the, the, the dogs that were not doing well and had disqualified. Or the owners who aren't doing, doing well. well. Exactly. And so they were supposed to pack up their bags and leave the ring. Right. And um, they couldn't get their dogs back to them. They had no recall. Or the dog was just blowing them off. So that was hard to watch. Yeah. I think that was also part of the mental exhaustion for the weekend. Now, there were some wonderful. How about, what was exhausting for you? Other than trying to stay out of Walter's way. There were some dogs in their crates that would bark whenever anyone passed within 200 feet of them. And just could, could barely be there at the event. And really, by Sunday, some of the dogs had completely lost their voice, which was a blessing for us, really. Yeah. <laughs> but how sad Gosh, for the dog. How sad. Exactly. To be in that constant state of uproar. Yeah, yeah. and There were... Eh, good and bad. So there was one guy that we took to calling the angry man. Yeah, angry man. So when he was on, he had two different dogs. Yeah. And when he was doing agility runs, you knew he was out there because wherever you were on the field, on the exhibition field, you could hear the him. Out! Get out! You know, climb! Ah, not there! And see, I'm really <laughs> kind of surprised. And, that- and that's when the dog was doing well. Oh, I'm really scary. kind of surprised the judge allowed that. It seemed to be just his modus operandi. Yeah. Whether the dog was doing things correctly or not. Yeah, although he did get 
even angrier. I think he was turning purple at one point. Yeah. That his dog had done... Of course, the guy gave the wrong signal. I have it on video. Yeah. <laughs> he was really, really mad at that dog. Yeah. And it was interesting to watch because his, his own dog wanted absolutely nothing to do with him. Yeah. That was actually why I quit competing years ago. Yeah. Is one thing is unlike you, I'm very competitive. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. And my dogs and I did really well. I used to have all the zillions of ribbons here in the office and finally threw them away. But I got perturbed, upset angry at the poor sportsmanship yeah the people who were yelling at their dogs or the people who would come out of the ring and hadn't qualified and were taking it out on their dog or were in whatever way yeah and i remember the last obedience trial i went to my dog and i came out of the ring and we had done fine in fact i think we finished a title but the dog in front of me and the dog behind me had both failed, and their owners were livid. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't even want to be here. Yeah. And this is not what <clears throat> it's supposed to be all about. And when I went home, I told my husband, I said, okay, that was the last one. Yeah. And it wasn't just that trial. We had seen it more and more. But uh, that that was what had finished me off was... The poor sportsmanship or the um, not doing it for fun, not enjoying it, not enjoying what you're doing with your dog. I do think the majority of the people there the were having fun. The majority dealt with their frustrations well. They would go, that was my fault, and then yeah. they, would, they would go on. Yeah. And they would, they would apologize to the dog, and then they would, they would just continue on, and, and they were having fun. And they were a joy to watch. And their dogs were happy. And their tails were wagging. And that was good. That was the majority. It's good. You know, it's like anything else. The few odds stuck out. Yeah, yes, of course. Yes. And I think part of that comes from, it seems like that particular group and field kind of had a community. On the sidelines, there were people talking, oh, did you see her dog? And oh, did you see what Flash did? And oh, Zach just had a lovely run, and he's really improved from last time. And this was like put on by a local agility club. So I do think the majority of the people there were from that club and knew each other. So there was probably more a sense of community. Yeah. Exactly. And it wasn't yeah. like a national meet. It was... Right. You know, yeah, we're a small backwater things. city here. and Yeah. Um, yeah. There were three or four RVs, but other than that, I think most people just drove over for the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, of course, pressure and stress, but most of them were there with friends and playing with their dogs, and that was great to see. Yes. And there were some wonderful standouts. There was a woman there with a deaf Sheltie, and when she and her dog got up, I would just sit there mesmerized because she did not obviously need to talk. Mm-hmm. to the Sheltie, and she had such just wonderful hand signals. Hand signals. That would be cool. She looked very graceful. Yeah. The <laughs> dog cool. with his Sheltie tail up, just mouth open, laughing, having a great time, um, doing some really nice runs together. And that one made you go, oh, isn't that neat? Indeed. And there were some, there were some other people who had a great bond with their dog and were communicating well. You remember the yellow good, labs? Yes. 
in the veterans class, so dogs yeah. over the age of six are veterans. Which just blows me away that Walter and Bashir are classified as veterans. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Really? Talk about getting to know the lingo. So they obviously have not seen Walter and Bashir run <laughs> the teenagers <laughs> ragged run uh-huh. on the Kindred Spirits training yard. <laughs> so being as a, as our first competition, we were in the novice category. For veterans. But because of his age, we're in the veterans, so it was very strange. Novice veterans. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like jumbo shrimp, but anyway. um, But there was a, a couple, and they themselves looked to be in their late 50s. I'm so bad yeah, with time. Yeah, but very athletic. I was going to say, well, that doesn't make them veterans. No. But, no, but they had two yellow labs that were veterans. And a little on the chunky side, right. but they're also laughs. So kind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was. They walked. By, they were just kind of sausage shaped. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were. They were flabberdors. Okay. Yes, they were. Um, and they kind of had this kind of dun 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 pace to them, but they were happy and tail wagging. And they were having a blast. They were charging like only an, an old flabberdor can do. <laughs> and the woman, especially, was such a cheerleader. I mean, I don't remember the. The male's name because the guy ran the go. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't hear him, but you could hear her. Come on, buddy! Yeah, go, girl! Right, right buddy! And Bonnie's mouth was open and her tongue was lolling, and she's going, "Yeah, I can still do the A-frame." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They had a blast. That, well, oh, see, that's cute. what it's supposed to be about. That's what it's supposed to be about. <laughs> oh, and the Great Dane. Oh, yeah. How's I mean, there are everything from, you know, the little Italian greyhound, the little toy poodles. And then the Great Dane would come out, and it was like the entire exhibition field would go, ooh, here comes Jackpot. And everyone would hold their breath the first time. Is he going to make it through the tunnel? And he did. Barely broke stride. And going over the the high walks and the A-frames. But the best part was the weave poles. And he would just head straight for the middle of the weave poles. Now, you, we'd watch the Border Collies insinuate themselves around and the Shelties dance happily and the Toy Poodles take four steps for every turn. And bounce left and right. Left bounce, and right, bounce, left and bounce. Right. The Dane just went through like an icebreaker ship and just <laughs> flicked his head from side to side and the poles got out of his way. <laughs> And on his back was hopping somehow. But the front was just plowing straight on through, hopping around. So he had a lot of fun and his owner did did. too. And And she announced on Sunday that they had titled. They had gotten enough cues. Ah, we're up on the lingo now. He'd gotten enough cues to title in something. That's so cool. she was pleased. How many cues was that? I have no idea. Okay. No. I don't even remember <laughs> what that the part. title was. <laughs> Who knows what her title Yeah, it yeah. was something or other title. But we gave her a big round of applause yeah. and told yeah. her congratulations. Good job. Well right. done. All right. Well, we're going to have to take a break for our sponsors. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from Kate and Melissa. So hold on. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. 
or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Back, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Back today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking about uh, Walter and Kate's first agility meet and uh, some of their lessons learned. (laughs) And fun had. And fun Fun had. had. (laughs) It was a good, it was, it was worthwhile. Good. And I, I must admit, I did come home and look up other trial dates. <laughs> and thought, yeah, well, I can't go to that one, can't go to that one, can't go to that one. But uh, it's not like I'm going to be renting an RV and traveling around the circuit or anything. I always just kind of look at Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can always borrow the little red dragon if you want. You can always sleep in the bag. Ah. <laughs> Some of these towns, I was going, I don't know where Elk Grove, California is. I do. You do? I do. That's up north, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, okay. That's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> video. More video. More video. Kate's snoring. <laughs> 
Okay, you were the one that fell asleep in the, in the chair, the folding chair. Uh, we were there, what, 8 a.m. to oh. 5? It was exhausting, and we were there. 8, uh, 8 a.m. to 5 on Sunday, and that was after we'd spent a whole day out in the sun on Saturday teaching classes. Yeah, yeah, and we had to meet here at the field at 7, so I had to be up and feed the dogs and leave my house. It, it, I had a good nap. Thank we're you. not morning people, okay? <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. It was exhausting lunch. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. Exhausting videotaping. Oh, there yes, you go. Yes. Well, and she and another friend of ours were in charge of keeping the other dogs yeah. um, under control. Mm-hmm. Unlike some of the dogs. Oh, anyway. What else did you enjoy about the, the um, day? Yeah, some of the people were very aware of their body language, what they were communicating to the dog, what the dog was seeing, what the dog was doing, and why, and just the the awareness between the two of them was was lovely to watch. It was like the tango, yeah, without I, I the was, romantic overtones. I had <laughs> visions of uh, thinking dancing with the stars. I mean, it it is when it's done well. It is a great choreography. It's it's a great dance, a pas a deux. Mm-hmm. Is that what they say in the yes, classical world? Yes. You're um, looking at me. No. <laughs> Did Liz know that? <laughs> looking for help from someone. Yes, Look at Petra, <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah. At its at its when it was really fun to watch was when it was doing what the reason I got into it in the first place was having fun with the dog, having this great communication. Also fun to watch the dogs that do the entire 30 obstacle course in 15 seconds. Oh, man. Sometimes I don't think the video got any any screens of them. It was, no. it was just, whoom! You would see the poles <laughs> vibrating after they had left and the... Like, was there a dog there? Yeah. And then the judges would go put the poles back in their <laughs> no, original place. <laughs> Some of those dogs were just on rocket fuel. Yeah, high drive. There were some Malinois, border collies that just just had speed and drive. Yeah, and really bespoke to me the um, the wonderness of learning to communicate from your dog from a distance to go out. That would be something I'm going to be working on in the future with Walter, so I don't have to jog along with him. <laughs> or, or as far as, as I, I really admired those trainers that could just walk to the middle of the course and say, "Go there, go there, go there, go there, go there." So, are you gonna <laughs> train Cisco f- and train and show Cisco for me? Right. <laughs> Don't want to come on the road trip. <laughs> oh, I'd love to come on the road trip, but I know darn well I can't keep up with Cisco. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I have no hope with my dog. No. no. You have to I do, have the directional skills yeah. with the high-drive dogs. I mean, Walter and I were happy to just kind of jog along together and a little bit of distance, but uh, no, I could not keep up with this. <laughs> well, okay, and so here's an interesting... I overheard a conversation. Okay. Somebody was talking about starting agility, and someone responded with... Well, don't do obedience. Oh, that makes me so angry. Mm-hmm. We hear that from confirmation people all the time. Too. Honestly, that went well with the people who couldn't call their dogs back well, off go. the course, right? Well, the woman did the catch herself. Recall. I don't know if she saw my startled glare or what, but she did catch herself and say, well, you do have to have a good sit, wait, and come. 
But other than that, don't bother with the agi- the obedience because it'll just screw up their agility. What parts of obedience? Leave it, stay. Right. Uh, I don't. It, you? It, it ha- yeah. Why yeah. Is that? Well, yeah. confirmation. People are under the idea, the thought that if you teach a dog to sit, then he cannot stack. And I say that's the lazy trainer's excuse. Even worse, I think it underestimates a dog's potential. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I often tell students of ours who want to do confirmation that my last papillon, Chocho, finished his CDX, his Companion Dog Excellent title, and his breed championship at the same show and trial. He finished his championship, actually took a five-point major. As we ran out of the ring, the steward said they were holding the obedience class for us. We ran by my lawn chair. I switched collars and leads and ran into the ring for and grabbed his dumbbell and went in to open first CDX. And he got, yeah, a little bitty tiny dumbbell. <laughs> and he finished first place in open. So... It's a matter of teaching the dog what's expected. Mm-hmm. And my what I did is I used a different leash and collar for each event. And I even do it with the boys now with carding. Right. They wear different equipment for carding. They wear different equipment for therapy dog. They do wear different equipment for demonstrating in front of a class. Mm-hmm. And they wear different equipment when we go for a relaxing walk. The dog is fully capable of learning what's expected Mm -hmm. with that equipment as long as I teach him. And that's not limited to genius dogs and really good trainers. I mean, we had a woman... Consistency. What was it, last year, year before? Uh, One of our graduate students, one of our people who come to class and graduated. Who went went to Westminster. Oh, yeah. And her dog won an award for his therapy dog work. Again, a papillon. And she did agility, and she did confirmation. And obedience and therapy. Yeah. Yes. At Westminster, and did well. Yeah. 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 And did well. And, you know... Actually, he got an award of of merit at Westminster. Yeah. So, So. uh, I mean, he is a smart little boy, and she's a good trainer, but it wasn't like she had 30 years of experience training. No, this is the first dog she's done this with. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she had high expectations for him. Yes. And she helped him succeed in it. Yes. So... So, and he was very happy doing all of it. Yes. So the expectations that people all. come into um, with some of these mm-hmm. you know, performance events was interesting. Yeah. Yep. Because well, we deal. Yeah. When I heard, don't overdo the obedience with your dog, I went, oh, excuse me, but you have to live with them off of the agility field or off the show ring or at home. Ah, uh, but see, many of them don't. I know. That was yeah. another one of my peeves. The dog was in the kennel mm-hmm. or in a crate mm-hmm. until he went in the ring. I remember um, Riker and I, when Riker was young and he and I were competing, I went to a show up in Riverside, and he was the only dog I'd brought with me. Dax was retired at that point. So I had brought his crate. I had a wagon. He pulled the wagon in. <laughs> Had our cooler, lawn chair, his crate, and a shade on him. And I set us all up. We were all set up. And a woman came up and sat up near me, maybe about 30 feet away, with six Shelties and crates, all six of whom were debarked, but were still going, 
The dogs <laughs> never got out of the crate until it was time for them to go in the ring. She leashed them, took them out of the crate, let them go potty real quick. They went in the ring to compete. She came back. She put them back in the crate. They never got out again. And most of the time, she wasn't even sitting there with them. One time when she came back, I said, oh, they're pretty upset. Hint, hint, hint. All six of them have been barking. Oh, yeah, that's why they're all debarked. And then she left again. So She only took the dolly out of the box to play with it and put it back. Right. And meanwhile, Riker's and I had been walking around, or he'd been half up on my lap, and I'd been snuggling with him. And, you know, just we were having a good time. Her dogs were shelved until it was time to go in the ring. And just talking about you carrying all the stuff in on the wagon. Boy, the, the accoutrements of performance canine events. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. Oh, my and, Lord. And hence teaching your dog to pull the wagon. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, I might have had two bags too many. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, we did draw the line at bringing carpet for our area underneath oh, the pop-up tent. No, yeah. I would bring. They did have rugs. Yeah. I I would bring a towel or a blanket, but uh, we did have. A so towel. did we? Yeah, yeah, we had that, but we yeah. didn't. We didn't mark off the area with the carpet. No, <laughs> shame on you. I. You were such bad dog owners. Oh my gosh, there was quite a variety. Oh, and just pop-up chairs. Yeah. There's a whole level of hierarchy in that alone. Yeah, how dedicated you are to the sport, you know. Yeah. Which, which kind of chair you get. <laughs> See, I never went for that. Is What is the easiest uh, to bring onto the grounds? And, and I always had the bare minimum. I mean, a snack for me, training treats for the dogs, water, chair, and shade. And that was it. That's I drew the line at everything else. <laughs> I did find myself at a big box store yesterday, standing in front of the chair that was nice and soft and plush, and one side was a table and the other side was a built-in little cooler. Oh, jeez. Going, wow. No, no, no. no. Walk away. No. Just walk away. <laughs> No. no. Oh, no. Get the unattached cooler. This yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, more complicated it is, the more parts there are to break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just because Melissa gave it to me for my birthday, but I do uh, love the chair that has its little uh, shade over the top of it. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was really nice, especially when the sun was coming in. And especially angle. when you wash yeah. the dog pee off of it. Oh, that was the other umbrella. Oh. That's another story. There was that, too. I can't believe the places that some of the people let their dog go pee. And the one that did on the agility equipment was... was That that was when the judge did get mad. Yeah. Well, that's a big no-no. That's That's a big big no-no. Yeah. And they had a bucket already, and I guess there was bleach or vinegar or something in there, but uh, yeah. That's, it was that's like, you one. will, when the dog lifted his leg and peed, it was like, you will stand there and mark that spot that your dog just marked. Yeah. Until the stewards come out. Yeah. You and your dog mark it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's it's the embarrassment factor. It's shame yes. on you for not getting your dog out to potty, and mm-hmm. shame on you for allowing him to learn to pee on a Well, he'd been running around ignoring her for 30 seconds already. Oh. So the judge was already going, thank you, leave the ring, thank you. And then when the dog hiked, that was it. Yeah. Get your dog, and don't forget that spot. There were only a few, though. 
The majority of people were very good, picked up after their dog, took the dog to a, that was true. a good place. To I didn't go have to pick up any extra poop. There was one. One? You one. found one. And I don't know how it, it looked aged in the sun. Uh, I don't know if it was from the meat or not, or okay. who knows. <laughs> but the majority of, of only dog were, owners find out. <laughs> it was aged it dog feces. <laughs> So we want to blame it on the inventors that exactly, weekend. exactly. Most people were very good about that, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. It's true. That's true. That is one of our prime <laughs> things that we worry about. There were a couple of things that I I did question. The lady who would run around the outside of the ring before she went in with her dog to make sure there were no intact males nearby. Yes. Now her Weimaraner was neutered. But she was afraid to take the leash and collar off of him because your dogs run naked. Before finding out that all intact males were out of the area because he had a history of charging intact Well, then males. perhaps that's the wrong sport for her. You know, that crossed my mind. I agree. And the thing is, she wasn't polite about it all either. Not only did her dog have an issue that everyone else had to accommodate. To and accommodate. And people did. And people did. The Great Dane. Yeah. Was intact. You apparently. need to leave before our run. No. And the lady no. did. She and got up and did. Did. Oh. I'd be like, no. no. And she was oh, awesome. No. standing right here. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not my fault your dog has a problem. And I I'm agree, a- but then when she asked us, I didn't really want a dog fight either, and I had my 10 pound dog with me. So I thought, you know. I would like to stand here and stand my ground on principle, but let me save my dog also. And so I, you know. I don't think I ever answered her. I think I just stared at her. <laughs> and she just took that as acquiescence and moved on because I just could not believe she was even asking it. Now, the irony is on one of the runs that we were watching, the dog did charge a dog. It was a neutered female, Safi. And when the owner of that dog snatched up the Weimaraner, by his neck to prevent him from jumping on her little dog and he then growled oh she then put two hands on him and told him she would eat him and melissa and i were in the corner going yeah good job but she blew it because after her run the staffy owner went over to the weimar honors owner and apologized for so long Seriously, for she was there for a good 20 20, 25 oh, minutes. she shouldn't oh, I'm have. I'm so sorry I was there. I did want to protect my dog, but I didn't mean to upset your dog. Oh, she, well, who no was, way. Who attacked, wait. The Weimaraner attacked her dog. her dog. Oh, the staffy. Yeah. yeah. Who was on the sidelines? Well, she, she was, was at the beginning. She uh, was next in the ring exactly where the, the judge lectured five or six times that the next person up needed stand to be right standing here. right there to keep things moving along. He had to right. fight to catch yeah. <laughs> well, you're supposed to anyway. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's like being in the batter's box. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. She was exactly where she had. And there's no question because there's somebody standing calling out the next three dogs, right. and everybody should be lined up, and it should be moving. Yeah. Right. And so she was where she was supposed to be, and, and the wine runner left his owner. Ran all the way across the course. The middle of his. The middle See, of the wine runner yeah. is in the wrong sport. That's yep. what I thought. Yeah. 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 One of the yeah. things that was. Driving up our blood pressure yeah, yeah. was that idea. But it, yeah. she seemed to be a member of that club. So well, they all the accepted club, it. The club, sh- like. the club should be yes. talking to her. That's kind so. of what I thought. Anyway, uh, well, and any last thoughts before we... 
It was an overall good weekend for the number of dogs there and the number of people there in a limited space and and all of the activity and keeping dogs running constantly and off leash. It was a great weekend. And the closest we saw of a fight was the Weimaraner running towards the staffy. Right. So no no maybe a small little lip curl dust up, but nothing. Yeah. Nothing bigger than that. So that was nice. And again the grounds were kept clean. Yes, People use the trash cans. And at one point, there was, gosh, 20 or 30 dogs within a very small area. Lined all up. near each other and lined up, and everyone got along well and was and was happy. Dogs and owners, so. So I, I think, find a performance event. Whether it's a, a friend of ours on Facebook, she's been so excited about uh, learning Freestyle. to dance with her dog. Yeah. Freestyle. Freestyle dancing yeah. with the dogs. Or uh, we were just talking about her... Your ten-pound little terrier, and how she's decided that um, horses are her prey of choice. Um, not that she's gotten close enough. So actually, one day you'll have to bring her over to Patris and let yeah, her meet let her some go. real live horses. <laughs> right, right. I don't. I I really think that she was going after a, after a horse and and wanted it for prey. But so, to make friends. But so my in order to get her going, really, in order to get her interested in lure coursing, chasing the lure, um, Petra's going to rub the lure all over her horses <laughs> and see if we can um, yes. see if we can change the uh, terrier's mind about chasing okay. the lure. I, I want to be her when you do that. <laughs> I know, that's I, funny. And, and I will have the camera. Yes, yes. And lure coursing is something I have done as an event previously. Again, not for competition, but for fundraisers uh-huh. and mm-hmm. just fun. Times. And I do think that most of the weekend, Walter thought we were lure coursing. Because every time I take the collar off, this electric shock would run through his body. Where's the lure? Where's the lure? <laughs> and I think he was just running through all the tunnels and the jumps and stuff, still just hoping that I would eventually <laughs> come up with a lure. Yeah. Uh, yes, lure coursing is a good one. And if yeah. you won't do that, then I'm thinking we can do some sort of scenting with it. Perhaps. There you go. Oh yeah! And in a few weeks, I'm really looking forward to trying my shepherd on herding. Yeah, I think that might be a good, good sport for well, us. Well, the herding, all three of our teenagers are going to yeah. do for the first time: Rio, Toby, yep. and Cisco. So we'll have another podcast and let yeah. you know how that goes. The adventures of hit herding. There's a, a woman I know in San Diego. Her dog does dock diving, which is mm-hmm. running to the end of the dock, and it's a broad jump. And she, her dog, Stupid does water. surfing. Surfing uh-huh. contests, right? Which is kind oh. of okay. It's a coastal thing, but still, yeah. find yeah. something for hard, your dog. hard for people in Nebraska Esca. to do. Uh, Maybe boogie oh. boarding. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's over a the water. Water. skateboarding, gajoring. <laughs> yeah. um, there's uh, carting Sliding. on wheels where yeah. the dog you yeah. sit in the cart. I mean, gosh, find something to do with your dog. Well, and it doesn't have to be competitive. No, no. there's all kinds of activities that are. I going to the competition was fascinating, but I would still be having fun just doing the agility. Mm-hmm. It was just another way to look at it by going to the competition. Mm-hmm. But we still had fun. Good. And I'm still gonna keep practicing. Yeah. And then I guess we'll wait for the posting on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you all know on an upcoming podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you my favorite part. <laughs> 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 Woo! Oh, great. <laughs> And and on that note, that's it from us. We're out of time, right? (laughs) Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? 
think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. 